0: You were there at one point, weren't you, Malcolm? You're probably playing pro ball, and you knew that the writing was somewhere on the wall, which was the career is going to be over here at some point. In your mind, you had to start asking yourself, what am I doing next? 100%
1: and every athlete goes to this, right? I think for me, it was always an understanding of that basketball was going to end one day. But I think having that understanding and then having a plan are two different things, right? So, yeah, uh, I I I knew my growing up, my mother always preached education, so I'm I'm, I'm big on learning. I'm big on education and knowing that your sports career is not—it's something that's going to come to an end today and at, at some point in time. And so I had that understanding, but trying to put together a strategy or a game plan or see into the future as to what exactly my life is going to look like going forward was extremely challenging for me, and that kind of journey started overseas and still took a number of years to really figure out what that path was going to be.
0: I've, I've spoke to numerous athletes here in the lab, which is there's a process and a transformational journey that happens when you start recognizing that my career is starting to wind down and I have to be thinking about the next stage. Does your mind tell you that first, Malcolm, or is your body as an athlete?
1: I think it depends. I think for a lot of athletes, it, it, a lot of athletes, their body tells them that, um, you know, you as a competitor, as someone who is always looking to get to the next level, has been playing sports your entire life, your mindset is is a very important part of that. And sometimes as athletes, we think we can continue playing for longer than our body allows us to. And so for me, it's it started in my mind. I think I, my body could have definitely, I could have kept playing, but I came to a point in an understanding of, I didn't want to start my professional career too late. I, it, there's this concept of dualism. I think that was, it's more prevalent now with athletes where you can be an athlete and entrepreneur, athlete and an investor. When I was playing that wasn't as prominent or prevalent or we didn't really have those examples as like LeBron James and all these different athletes who are doing things during their careers. So I think for me, not seeing those examples or having that understanding, I was like, if I'm going to play basketball, that has to be my focus. And I really can't do other things outside of that. Having that kind of in the back of my mind and and knowing that I see my peers and people who I grew up with starting their professional careers or getting ahead in business, I did not want to be behind. And so I I decided to walk away from the game in my mid 20s to pursue a professional career, to get a jump start on that, and now not allowing basketball to go on into my thirties. And then I'm starting my professional career, trying to get into business. So that's how I looked at it at the time. There were a number of different factors that also played a part in me walking away from basketball in terms of just contractual obligations and, and problems I had with agents and stuff like that. So the volatility combined with wanting to get into the business side of things, it was ultimately what led me to, to retire from basketball
0: would it be fair for me to say that it was not a lonely experience when you transitioned because you were ready? You didn't wake up. If I can use a metaphor on on Friday, you retired on Monday, you went to work for some guys that Monday takes many years, many weeks. Sometimes that Monday never comes, but for you, I, it seems like you were so prepared that Monday came relatively easy or am I incorrect?
1: It was still challenging. I think, My identity was still so much tied to basketball, and it became such a routine of like waking up. I knew I was going to work out. This is what my day looked like work out a couple of times. I knew when I was going to eat. It was very structured in in regards to uh, what I needed to do in terms of how how to be a successful athlete. Getting into business and and starting different, starting my professional career, I still had some structure when I worked in, in a job role. But as I transitioned to be more of an entrepreneur, That structure, you have to figure that out on your own and you're starting back from ground zero. So that was difficult. And then I think another aspect that kind of goes unnoticed is the lack of support or camaraderie that you usually get within sports. You have coaches to lean on, you have teammates to lean on for advice and support and and guidance. You don't really have that when you're starting out in the business world, or you got to go find mentors or people to guide you in certain ways. So I think that component was missing from the transition, which made it a little difficult and took me some time to figure things out that other people might have gotten early on in their professional careers because I didn't really work jobs or, or wasn't in the business world in, in college or anything of that nature. So from that standpoint, it was still very challenging.
0: I'm really glad you raised the word identity because <laughs> I was like, do I bring it up? It seems to come up on every single show that I have with an athlete. How old were you when you decided you were going to play pro ball?
1: when I decided I probably told myself, I wanted to be a professional athlete in middle school. So maybe around fourth or fifth grade, didn't really start taking that, that, that dream seriously until maybe freshman year of high school. But it was very early on that I had this idea or uh, goal of wanting to play sports professionally.
0: Mm-hmm. So there, it's no coincidence that idea and identity, both are an I and a D. So you had this idea that your identity was going to be a pro basketball player early in your life. You became a pro basketball player. And that became your identity, wasn't it, Malcolm, until some point in your late 20s, you started to recognize that your identity was going to change.
1: Absolutely. I think that happens to all, I won't say all athletes, but most athletes, Mm -hmm. because also the world is telling us that's who we are everywhere I went, I was Malcolm the basketball player, or it was something, some type of reference to my athletic abilities, or that's what I, that's what everybody associated me with. And so when you untether that from your name or from your identity, you you really don't know who you are, what else you are capable of doing or what else you're passionate about. And so I think that external uh, validation that you get from being an athlete, but also, who we are identifying ourselves internally with that label, it makes it very hard to progress outside of there or figure out who you are when you're no longer attached to that label. I,
0: I will share with you that I, I've gone through my own struggles and my my regular listeners know this, that I've gone through my own struggles with identity and I started a successful business, social media company and yada, yada, yada. Uh, it really hasn't been until this year and getting the lab started and getting the show started where I've been able to figure out who I am now moving forward.
1: 100%, 100%, I would say, even for me, like I, I retired from basketball, maybe about six years ago now, it it took about three four years to really disassociate myself from being an athlete. I still consider myself to be an athlete in some regards because I'm very active. Sure. I still compete, but from making that um, that being the priority of my life and, and getting paid to do that. I think naturally we associate what we do with who we are. And so that being yes. the the focal point of, of my life, it took, a, you're right, it took a lot of time to understand that, that is, that's always gonna be a part of me, but that's not all who I am. I, I am and things outside of that and being able to understand that and come to terms with that took a good three, four years.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and the people around you accepting that too, right? That it's like so I we, we share a connection on LinkedIn together. Uh, Chris Martin, I had him on the show a couple of weeks back and he went from being a D one athlete to as he said in his words, he's like, Yeah, I went from being a D one athlete to this fitness trainer guy. Yeah.
1: Are you talking about Chris Martin from DC?
0: Yes, yeah, see Marty Fit. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's my guy. I grew up with Chris. So oh, yeah. There. Oh, I love
0: Chris. Yeah. Less brunches, more crunches.
1: Yeah, I know Chris very well. We've known each other since middle school, played basketball together. Oh, so. okay. Shout out to
0: Chris. Man. Shout out yeah, to Chris. My that's guy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I loved his story because he was so determined to renew his narrative. That He was no longer Chris Martin, the D1 athlete. He was Chris Martin, the fitness coach, the fitness trainer, and a proud, really good one. And I was really motivated and inspired by him basically saying, Malcolm, I took the bull by the horns and I just did it. And I transitioned it. And I took all my friends and family who didn't want to believe in me. This is where I'm going, guys. You got to come with me. So this is where I'm going. And I really was, was inspired by that.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I, I've actually talked to him about this transition in the past and, and other athletes that we've grown up with. And you see some guys figure it out and some don't. Some take longer to come to terms with that. And, and it, different athletes go through, through different experiences. And, and hmm. I think going back to the point about support and having people around you who, who can help help push you in the right direction or at least support the dream that you have or the next career opportunity that you want to pursue, I think is equally important as well
0: mm mm-hmm. Malcolm, some of the themes that I get out of speaking with some of my athlete friends and people that I've met along the way is that lack of support. It's my career's done. The union doesn't return my calls as quick. The agent doesn't return my calls. My teammates who were my teammates really weren't my close friends. It, it, there seems to be this theme, Malcolm, of okay, Friday shows over Monday, real life wakes up. Where did everybody go? It's real, isn't it?
1: Very real. I, I think when you look at an athlete's career, I think it's why it's so important for athletes to really take advantage of that time when they're an athlete strike while the iron's t- hot type thing. Whereas like you have this offended, like fans who are passionate about you, people who want to get to know you and being able to build those genuine relationships and take them outside of the sports arena, I think is really important for athletes to understand whether you are a collegiate athlete or a professional, there's people who want to talk to you, who want to get to know you better and building those relationships and establishing this network that can take you into your next career step. I think it's really key for athletes to understand when they're making that transition, figuring out what to do next.